Well, yeah, it would probably be worth saying like welcome back or something, aren't they? Welcome back. <laughs> oh. Welcome. You've never been here, but welcome, welcome back. back to the first time we're doing this. <laughs> well done. I think Jake. I nailed that intro. Right. Should we yeah. go? Should we get going? <laughs> <laughs> what Is it number four? Yeah. Last one. Right, as always, going to jump straight back in. Mm-hmm. Last episode, I did a kind of a Mr. and Mrs. style questions. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of quick fire yeah. uh, at you. Um, all the reasons we do that is just, it's just quite cool to get to know you guys as people outside of um, just the work that you create. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, uh, obviously you guys are close friends. How does that kind of relationship uh, impact your work as Redbook? Um, like, for example, if you have any disagreements in Redbook around that, do you kind of have to leave that at the door when you go outside the recording studio? Or does it kind of well, Unless blend? it leads to a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It did many times. You'd mm-hmm. be surprised. Um, no, I think on a certain level, we agreed straight away. You've got to be a bit professional about it. Of course, mm. we work together because of a human, on a human level in a way, because we, we like each other, because mm-hmm. we like working with each other. But you've got to be able to, if you have any disagreements, even if it's regarding... The, the art, uh, even if it's regarding co-working with each other or regarding the personal relationship we have with each other, you you got to be able to just shut it off. If yeah. it's something really important, like like you said, recording, or even when you're on stage, you can't start bickering against each other <laughs> to a crowd who do not understand what's going on. Yeah, or before you record a podcast or something like that. You oh, just yeah, have yeah, to leave no, it no, you got to yeah. <laughs> like it never ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys do you guys find that easy to do, or do you think that's quite difficult sometimes? It, it changes time to time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes it is tricky, depending mm-hmm. on what yeah. it is. Um, we it it kind of works both ways as well. It it helps to sort of segment your time. So sometimes we will just go, we're just gonna I don't know, go out and have some drinks, or or, or just have some food, and we're not going to talk about music or yeah. focus on writing stuff like that it's also important there because otherwise it, it almost becomes a chore mm-hmm. every time you're together you then immediately start writing it then becomes that's all it is sort of mm-hmm. thing yeah. and it works both ways so it can be tricky sometimes but it it, it works quite well we're both kind of on the same page with yeah. that yeah, so it, mean, sounds like, it sounds like you create that time and you go look we're not going to talk we're not yeah, going to talk about yeah. red book anymore it's we're going to go out it's a balancing act and I don't think it's as simple as just a, I just say this is business and this is uh, private life, it will always somehow oh. overlap. Mm-hmm. But it's trying It's trying to be fair and respectful, I think. I think those mm-hmm. two things are the most important thing. Just be fair and respectful. Yeah. As much as I scream no all the time, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I try to be fair. You know, I recap and realize my mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's quite uh, linked to the fact that you are a duo, that it is the two of you working very, very closely yeah. together. I imagine that if you were in either a solo artist or a larger band, I imagine the dynamic would be very different um, in the room creating. Yeah. Maybe you could just tell yeah. us a little bit about how you found that, just working the two of you as opposed to being a solo artist or being a part of a larger band. I think having worked as a solo artist, I had to start thinking as a team more. Mm-hmm. As weird as it sounds, because I was used to being the only one on stage, being the one having to perform, mm-hmm. and then coming down by myself and doing my thing. 
So I, it took me a second to make that shift. Um, but I always say it's much easier, I think, as a duo than in with a band. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how it works if you're a massive band. Mm. And you're trying to put in all of these different opinions because we're quite opinionated, like we said, and yeah. we, we, we bicker <laughs> about everything. We bicker about everything. So God forbid we had another three members that are just like that. We'd Jeez. never get anything done. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And for me, it was literally the, the reverse of that because I, of course I was used to working for an artist or working for someone on a thing. Mm -hmm. So it was very much like, I do what I told, what do you want? You have this. Okay, let's make it work. Let's work together. And it was having that, step up to actually uh creatively have that input um that's like a very personal input that is, gets branded and sort of melded into the duo mm -hmm. that was i had to step up to that um but you are right being so opinionated and stuff like that i don't know because uh, when we go out with the band it's very much we are the duo and we have the band join us yeah and they fill the parts and we we've got some amazing musicians that um work with us and stuff uh, but like we were saying earlier, if no one showed up, if none of the band showed up to the gig, the gig would go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our songs are still our songs. Sort and of we thing. make the decision at the end of the day, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, on a, on a, on a mus musical level, they obviously, they have their input over how they think maybe the drum part mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. be or the, the, or the, uh, the bass part or the keys part. Um, but at the end, of, and we might ask them for their opinion over what they think of something, but mm -hmm. we call the shots at the end of the day it's about what we want mm. so uh, knowing each other for three years we're on a level where we kind of are on the same really on the same page and yeah. we know what we want mm -hmm. so it is easier so as much as we do bigger we know what we want but it's because we go through those fights mm -hmm. that we're aware of one one another and i know now if i hear someone say something how he will think about it yeah because we went through maybe that yeah. argument <laughs> most likely um you don't have to agree to be on the same page oh yeah no yeah yeah basically how it works what do you think are some of the advantages of being in a duo as opposed to um in a band or a solo artist well, I mean, you get to be driven. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't have my driver's license. It's at the top of my list. but. Uh, so I see. So reason number one is chauffeur. Yeah. And that's why you should be in a duo. No, I think for me, for me, after I finally was able, like after the, the initial getting used to it, it's really lovely to not be alone. Mm -hmm. To be able to celebrate every single bit with someone. It's, it's just different if you do something and you had a good time, but it was just you. Because other people can be happy about it for you, like your family, your friends. But it's not the same if it's you work with someone and you both worked hard for it and prepared for it and created something and it works out. There's that satisfactory feeling of, I, I, I've done something. Yeah. And you can only share that with someone who really understands that, especially if it's being on the same team. And I think that's the aspect that I love. And obviously... We have our ambitions and dreams of wanting, you know, to go worldwide and, and touring and everything. And knowing that we won't be alone when we do that, but we'll be able to share that. That's the thing that I find so beautiful. And that's what made me. I think that's the most beautiful bit about being a duo or even, you know, you know being a band. But I think being in a duo is easier because it's just two people having to check on each other and making sure that you're still on the same page mm -hmm. rather than with five or six or seven, it can get harder and harder. And you get to be each other's rock as well. Yeah. I can, like, yeah. You, 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 you get to share the load mm -hmm. in a sense. And, and at the end of the day, collaboration is where the best um, work really comes from. 
uh, even even if you have any big solo artists and stuff like that, no one makes that on their own. Mm. No, they've yeah. You could be Beyonce with your team of writers and producers that you know. There's a huge team that works around him. But even if you're talking just guy with a guitar, there's always that person. I like. I believe the person behind the desk that's recording you. Mm-hmm. That's a really important part because mm. oh, yeah, you can have the best song in the world and the a most amazing voice, but if you've not got someone behind the desk that understands you and that understands what you're trying to create, yeah, it's, ne- it's not going to get there. Yeah, they won't, so, they won't capture that, will they? Although we're a duo, we have we are surrounded by friends and colleagues and everything that makes what we do happen as mm. well. And the best thing about the duo is that even when it's all stripped back that element of collaboration is so internal mm-hmm. that, that it's so necessary to what we do. It's always that blend. You never have that person on their own without their support. Mm-hmm. There's always that blend. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got quite, you develop quite a drive between the two of you. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, you're driving each other forward so that there's mm-hmm. never this kind of like um, lull moment because you've already, you've got someone else there that you can kind of um, bounce off. And also yeah, exactly. yeah. But I mean, something that I always, that I always remind myself of it as well, it doesn't come easy. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was like that straight away. We'd have known each other now for three years. Mm-hmm. If you want it or not, you get to know someone after three years if you spend that much time <laughs> with them, even yeah. if you don't want it. Um, but no, you just get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And that you get to know a human being and you get to understand them and you get to create something together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. You touched earlier on um, like dreams and where you wanted it to go. Mm. What What is in the future? Like, what is in the future right now for red book and where do you want to go uh, okay. after so immediate future immediate obviously future. obviously we've got um our the big smoke sessions yes. coming out mm-hmm. uh so we've just released our first single midnight mm-hmm. and uh later this year in august we're releasing uh, the big smoke sessions oh that's the 27th of august isn't it that's coming out 27th of august Lovely. yes that's the one um and we've uh, booked a bunch of gigs in London and mm. in Brighton and all across basically and we're getting out uh, bringing out the band with us some of it is acoustic just mm-hmm. the duo some of it's with the full band uh, so it's really we're now at the stage where we just want people to hear what we do and also to meet us mm-hmm. the best thing about doing yeah. this is who you meet mm-hmm. and yeah. the people you get to spend your time with um, and you tend to meet some really interesting people, regardless of whether or not they like your music. Like, <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, the, it's just great to actually get out there and meet some people and play your music. Um, so that's pretty much the immediate future. Yeah, I mean, we afterwards we because we like we we are big fans of albums and just mm-hmm. compilation of music, and we've done that now. We've done like a little sampler. We were mm. bringing out the big smoke sessions. We kind of want to just go out and bring little singles out as well because we've got a lot of music that we're working on that we just want to get out as well and just yeah. people to listen to and have fun with. And it's nice for us just to as well be like, let's get out all the you know all all the, all the things that we're so proud of right now, mm-hmm. and not wait too long, which maybe we've done a little bit in the past, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and just kind of build it from there. You know what we want is we love what we do and. We want to build a sustainable career out of it. Now, if this is going to be that we're going to be the next Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber <laughs> touring the world, mm-hmm. um, selling like the O2, selling out the O2 or Wembley, then that's what it's going to be. But if, if it's going to be on a level like 
you were talking about John Butler and Frank Turner, which again, that's nothing, it's, none of it is bad if, you, mm-hmm. if you're on a different level, but as long as you get the chance to live truly what you love and you want to do, that's kind of our goal. And we're yeah. trying to, with creating plans and, and, you know, as silly as it sounds, vision boards and everything, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really imagining what we want and going towards it as if it, we know it's going to happen. Well, Soraya is outrageously organized <laughs> because we've been working to a five-year plan Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always looking close future, mid future and far future. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we always keep that in mind mm. and plans change. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. They always do. And that plan gets constantly adapted and stuff like that. But there are real goals mm-hmm. and there are real things. And there's nothing better than looking back over that plan a couple of years down the line and being like, We've oh, accomplished it. Look oh. at all those ticks. Like, tick, yeah, tick, 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 tick. Yeah. tick, tick. Like, yeah. there's real progress. And, yeah. I think it's not just that. It's that passion and love for something you do is incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think we both agree it's incredibly necessary. Yeah. But you also have to see it in a re- realistic level. And it's something mm-hmm. that I honestly, as well as an artist, really struggle with at first, understanding that it is a business as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that nasty word business um but it is and you've got to be able to see it as such and be able to like jake said see as a career and build your plans and your goals and not just say i'll perform and hopefully something happens out of it you know because the the best musicians they were amazing at what they did but they also had the best team around them who knew how to push them and who knew how to market them where would you where would you like to play in the future if you could play anywhere anywhere in the world any venue you wanted to is there anywhere that you know on maybe on your five-year plan or your 10-year plan have you got like a venue name that, like that's we want to nail that one at some point we want to play there we don't have venue names on the plan mm-hmm. itself but i think we have venues that we want to play like i know jake has a really nice french venue like a small yeah, french it's a, place it's a small in paris french i think coffee it... house just outside of paris oh, i cannot remember the name of it at all mm-hmm. uh, that i saw it was just a video that i saw it's like in a loft it's mm. maybe 30, 40 seater. It's mm-hmm. nothing big. But we, we've we got into this habit. We When we started playing, we ended up playing the weirdest of venues. Mm. Yeah. And it not by intent at all. It wasn't uh, trying to go with strange places. But like we played all sorts of places. Well, we, we yeah. played a shipping container. We, we yeah. just showed up and it was a shipping container. And it was for like a little summer festival thing. Mm. I don't know. And then we played literally my 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 front room like my lounge in mm-hmm. my old student yeah. accommodation or student uh, house that i lived which was funny um where else did we play literally in the house everybody came yeah. along and, yeah. and we played there yeah it was just well we i think it's it was all born out of kind of bad luck wasn't it like we we we, we did performances <laughs> where the sound went down bad luck. Brilliant. The, just, just the sound went and it was it was gone so we just unplugged and we Played acoustically, mm. played acoustic, yeah. You just, the crowd and just played a bit harder. You just got to be that. But I think yeah. venue-wise, we want to keep small venues, yeah. no matter what, mm. because this intimate moment, is, it can be, it's the most intimidating thing in the world. Like if you're on stage, in a bigger stage, and you have a band, or even you have your, just the two of you, and you've got like a big front of house and everything, and you've got a couple more people and you don't really see them properly you can get over it you just you know you get yeah, into it yeah. but if you're in a small conjunct space and you can really see every single person's face mm. and their expression that's the most intimidating thing in the world because what you realize is the instant 
judgment and not necessarily negative, but just the instant reaction to the music, to whatever yeah. you play, whoever you are. Mm. And that's... Unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't, you can't hide from them. You but you know what? They're right there in front of you. They're but it's, away. it's kind of important as well, you mm. know, to mm. keep connected to that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's two different experiences, isn't it? Like playing bigger and smaller venues. Because mm-hmm. not long ago, we played quite a big venue mm-hmm. and it was the sort of experience where you can't see the audience the lights are, the, yeah. the lights just yeah. blind you out but you know they're there and you can feel stuff mm. from them and it's a, just a completely different experience to when we we used to play like we played a set by the riverside mm-hmm. uh back a couple years back and we actually played our song again and that's a very it's a really intimate moment where that quiet and that control over a group of people that are all sharing in that moment it's just a completely different experience mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just wonderful to actually feel the difference between venues and see how the same song adapts when you put it into a different room mm-hmm. mm. do you find do you find that then are you because obviously um you've said you've played some venues and you just had to unplug and just play it acoustically yeah. which is i mean lucky because you said earlier that very the basis of your songwriting comes down to you can play it on acoustic, yeah. acoustic drum vocals and you don't need anything else mm. um to that um so do you think do you feel that you've got this freedom to change songs and you really play the space in the room as opposed to just um getting stuck into one mode of playing it all the time yeah the, there's there's a there's a basis that's always there there's a mm-hmm. there's a core that's always true the song is the song we are who we are sort of thing yeah um but having musicians joined us with the full band mm-hmm. is a completely different experience to playing it just solo. And sometimes we can play as a duo mm-hmm. and we can dig in and it's and it's big and it's it's a, a almost like a, a party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And other times you can hear the air in the room and it's all and it's a completely different thing. So But I think every artist experiences yeah, that. I think that's yeah, just the joy of, of playing, you know. So I I still want to oh, yeah, play the Wembley. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I still yeah. want to play Wembley or O2. Coming back to what venues yeah, you, you, I want to play. You're not going to turn them down when you get the call. No, like, no, it's oh, not like how many seats? No, actually, too many for us. yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but but I think in general, that's just the beauty of performance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Are there are there any tracks that you play that you secretly prefer playing in a certain way? Are there any songs that you you prefer playing big band, or there's something very they're special in any way that you would like to just play them as a duo? You mean from other artists? No, 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 from you. Are there any tracks that when you play, you're like, this is how, this is how Again, I like it. Again, it, it depends where you are and in the moment. There's never been a situation where we've, we've been playing as a duo and gone, oh, which we wish we had the band with us. Because <laughs> you, you create that atmosphere in the room. Like Soraya was saying, it's, it's not, that, that's performance. That's not mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. unique to us or, or, or anyone. It's, it's, it's. I think it's just more, it's more understanding that each song can be created in so many ways. You can see that in covers when people Mm -hmm. cover a song. Mm -hmm. There's not a specific way to play a song Mm -hmm. and that every song can live in many different ways, arranged or acoustically. Um, Yeah, I think the question is more sometimes for us is like sometimes we get sick and tired of certain songs that we know, no matter in what arrangement, we just don't want to play them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not going to name any track names there, I assume. No, (laughs) no, I guess so. (laughs) So um, where can people find your music? They wanted to listen to you. Well, they can find it on Spotify. Brilliant. They can find it on Apple Music, Mm -hmm. on Deezer, Mm -hmm. Amazon, Mm -hmm. Tidal and YouTube. Fantastic. 
Oh, all the your home. record collection, your nan's record collection. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud as well. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. So if I if I search for Red Book, I'll probably be able to find you. Yeah, if you put in Red Book. And social is just redbook.official. Amazing. Cool. Well, that's... I'm more than happy to load it up onto the iPod for you if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Are you giving me some direct MP3s? Yeah. <laughs> um, can, I get, can I get the upcoming EP? Yeah, sure thing. Nice and Yeah, sure yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah? sure about that. Oh, I, I, got a yes, I got a yes from Soraya I mean, there. it's a yes. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Ah, uh, there we go. I'm not sure. I Duo don't trust collaborating you right here. We have this discussion. <laughs> yeah, right there, right there. <laughs> well, there. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I believe the EP is out now. Yeah, you can find that. So, so yeah, on all the platforms that we just mentioned, all the platforms. You can find that. Uh, go and enjoy it. Um, Red book. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.